0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Presenting the adventures of Jungle Jungle Jim. The adventures of Jungle Jim broadcast weekly over this station are dramatized from the full-color action pictures that appear in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement distributed each week with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Far off in the Pagoon Islands, Jungle Jim once again breathes free air, for after being captured by the fierce Pagoon headhunters and narrowly escaping death, Jim gambled all on one desperate attempt at freedom. Lady Luck smiled on him, and he successfully made his escape. As dawn breaks in the east, Jungle Jim and the faithful Kolo are well hidden behind a pile of boulders just off the trail that leads from the native village. They scan the trail with anxious eyes, watching for the runner to appear, who has been dispatched to Karnak's headquarters with the news of Jungle Jim's alleged capture. Jungle Jim and Kolo plan to follow the messenger
2: and find the hidden headquarters of the notorious Karnak. See anything yet, Kolo? Not one. No one come yet. I hope that messenger hasn't overslept he was on the way. Maybe natives wake up, find Tuan, Jim and Kolo gone. Boy, I hope not, Kolo. That would just about ruin us. If Chief find we escape, he'd be plenty mad. Send out everyone in village to find us. Yes, and we're not far enough away to be out of danger. If they ever catch us again, they won't wait. Yeah. They'll cut off our heads first and then tell Carnac. What we do, Twan, if run not come? Well, we'll wait about an hour. And then if nothing happens, we'll take a chance and follow this trail and see where it leads us. Yeah. Can you see anything on the trail yet? No see anyone coming, Tuan. It's daylight now. That runner ought to be somewhere in view if everything is all right and following this trail. Maybe he not take trail, Tuan. Maybe go straight over hill from village. I don't think so. This trail goes around the hills and it's fairly level. We make better time going this way. Hmm. Should be able to see runner if he starts at dawn, Tuan. Yeah, we're only a little over a mile from the village. Gosh, I hope nothing has happened back there. Wait, Tuan? Huh? See something now. Good, that must be the runner. That's him, Twan, running fast. See him plain now. Come round, bending trail. Now let's duck down, Kolo. Huh? Those natives have, well, they have eyes like a hawk. If he even got a glimpse of us, make him stop and investigate. Huh? Yes, Twan. He gets way down behind rocks. We see him pass, he not see us. we got to be mighty careful now, Kolo. Once we do start trailing him. we got to be ready to hide the moment he stops or turns. Hmm. we got to run plenty fast, too. If we want to keep up with him, Twan. He's a very fast runner. Go a long time without rest. Once we start, Colo, we won't let him get away. We'll follow him till we drop. We mustn't lose him. He come by here pretty soon now, Tuan.
0: Well,
2: let him get well ahead of us before we start out. And then be sure to look back and see that the trail is clear behind us. Look, look, Tuan. There he goes, Colo. You are right. He's traveling at a pretty fast pace. Gosh, I hope he slows down a bit. His boots of mine. It's going to be tough trying to keep up that pace. Pretty soon, sun get hot. Then he slowed down to Tratuan. I hope so. Well, get ready, Kolo. We're off now to follow him to Karnak's headquarters.
1: And while Jungle Jim and Kolo follow the Paguan runner, let's pick up the trail of Karnak, who, with Shanghai Lil as his prisoner, has landed at his hidden headquarters. At the end of a narrow pathway, completely overgrown with heavy foliage, is the House of Karnak, and waiting on the steps to receive them is a tall, stately,
2: blonde girl.
3: Did you have some trouble in landing?
2: That confounded boat out there adrift nearly caused us trouble. How many times have I told you to watch those lazy natives and see that they keep the surface of that lake clear of obstruction? The next time that happens, someone is going to pay for his carelessness. Go right in, Mr. Brill. I'm sure you'll find my little haven very comfortable.
3: I've no doubt about it. You seem generously supplied with the best of everything, including luck.
2: I don't believe in luck, Miss DeVril. Everything I have accomplished or hope to accomplish is a result of careful planning, applied intelligence, and a determination to never let sentiment enter into any of my affairs.
3: Well, that's nice to know. Now perhaps you might introduce me to... uh... Oh,
2: pardon my forgetfulness. This is my niece, Judith, Mr. Vrill. Judith is also my secretary.
3: How do you do? It's nice to meet you, Mr. Vrill.
2: Judith, Mr. Brill will be with us for a few days. She is, uh, well, I don't like to say my prisoner. Rather, I'm merely holding her as a hostage. <laughs> that means watch her carefully. And, Mr. Vrill, may I issue you a warning?
3: Yes?
2: You may talk to Judith? But only in my presence. You see, I don't even trust her.
3: And judging by her looks, she seems far too sensible to be trusted by a comic opera villain like yourself. Hold your
2: tongue, Mr. Brill. Otherwise it will be necessary for me to add your pretty head to my collection even sooner than I had planned.
3: From now on, I shall be the very essence of politeness and humility. Furthermore, you needn't worry about my doing any plotting against you with your niece. I sympathize with her too much in her position to want to cause her the slightest embarrassment.
2: See that Mr. Vrill is made comfortable, Judith. And one thing more, Mr. Vril. I wouldn't make any attempt to escape if I were you. No? All the country adjacent to my place is peopled by Paguan headhunters who strike first and explain to me afterwards.
3: Oh.
2: They're very loyal to me and call me the great white father.
3: White? <laughs> They must be colorblind. But rest assured, this place is far too comfortable and inviting to even think of leaving. Ah.
2: A plane overhead.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Probably one of your gallant Navy men out on a futile search, Mister Vril. Oh, by the way, I have something to show you. Come with me to my radio room. It's just off the house here.
3: The radio that was contacting you in flight? Yes.
2: We might be able to pick up some signals between that plane overhead and its base. Come along.
3: Sure, I'll be glad to.
2: Just down the hallway here, Mr. Brill. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, this is one of the best equipped stations anywhere. Yeah? Everything right up to the minute in modern equipment.
3: Mm-hmm, I guess that. Anything you do, you do well.
2: Exactly. And here we are, Mr. Brill. Right in here. Yeah. What is that, 23?
1: Navy observation
2: plane, sir, communicating with their main base, evidently looking for us ah, again. Ah, now, what did I tell you, Mr. Vrill? It's evidently someone still looking for you. You must be quite popular with the boys in the service.
3: Oh, you have no idea. The little sweetheart of the service is what they call me.
2: Hey, tune in that signal. I should like Mr. Vrill to hear it. Yes, sir. Come in, Lieutenant Stevens. Captain Murray speaking. Lieutenant Stevens, Naval Observation Flight 2 reporting, Captain Murray. I'm flying over the island now. Altitude 2,000 feet. 2,000 feet. Covering south end of island. That's where the destroyer Mansard reported that strange seaplane making a landing.
1: Very good, Lieutenant Stevens.
2: Have you sighted seaplane or landing base there? No, Captain Murray. Visibility is excellent. I've covered the coast of the line at 1,000 feet but there isn't a sign of anything that looks like a seaplane or even a base that it could operate from anywhere along the coast. Okay,
1: Stevens.
2: Now, how about that little lake at the south end of the island where you are now? There's a small lake there, all right, but it's completely surrounded by trees almost to the water's edge. There appears to be a lot of vegetation growing off the north shoreline near the center, which would make a landing impossible even if a ship could clear the trees. Then you don't think there's a chance that
1: a seaplane
2: could be operating out of that island? I'm sure of that, Captain Murray. I think the crew of the Mansart must have been mistaken. The ship they sighted may have tried a landing and then gave it up and flew off again.
1: All right, Lieutenant Stevens. Return to your base until we check the Mansart again.
2: My observer has taken a few photographs that will bear out our report. That is all from flight two. All right, 23, cut it off. Yes, sir. Well, Mr. Vril, I'm afraid you'll have to give up any hope of being rescued by the Navy.
3: You certainly have your hideout well protected. Camouflaging that plane of yours is a very neat trick.
2: Necessity, my dear Mr. Vril, is the mother of invention. You noticed how low we've built this house and how carefully we've trained the trees, bushes, and those heavy vines to grow so that they completely cover all the buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Now let us return to more comfortable quarters. I'll have Judith show you to your room.
3: Thank you. I would like to freshen up and make myself a little more presentable. Even for my jailer.
2: In a few days, I shall have the extreme pleasure of entertaining another guest. Your very good friend, Jungle Jim.
3: Is that
2: so? I might even give a little uh, reunion party for you.
3: Oh, I'm sure Jim will appreciate that, too.
2: After all, it's only observing a time-honored old custom, Miss Deville. And
3: you don't believe in sentimentality.
2: Oh, come, Miss Deville! Don't you know that every condemned man is allowed a modest feast the night before his execution? Oh. Even as callous an executionist as I am, I wouldn't deny you both that little measure of happiness.
3: That's very kind of you, I'm sure. But I wouldn't be too disappointed if Jungle Jim didn't show up for his execution, feast. Oh? You see, I've seen others prepare his final dinner, only to find out that when the dinner was ready, Jungle Jim Bradley had engagements elsewhere.
2: That may all be true, Mr. Vril... But when your jungle Jim Bradley has never had an appointment with Karnak, the killer, I always make sure my appointments are kept. Judith, show Mr. Vril to our room. Don't go in with her, and be sure you close the door after her. And, Mr. Vril, I want to warn you about another little innovation I have here. Young? There's a heavy copper screen outside your window. It is charged with electricity. And if you touch it or try to remove it, you will save me the trouble of executing you.
3: (laughs) Well, that's nice. It at least keeps out the insects. Is there anything else?
2: Your door locks from the outside when it closes, and when you wish to leave your room, merely press that button on the right-hand side of the door, and Judith, or myself, will open it.
3: You haven't got a nice hand embroidered straitjacket jacket you'd like me to wear around the house, have no, you? No,
2: but if you continue your quaint little back chat, I may have to put a muzzle on you.
3: <laughs> well, from now on, I'm silent as a tomb. Now, Judith, if you'll lead the way, I'm ready. Hmm. A nice little room, very tastefully furnished, isn't to... it? That's funny. How did that get into my pocket? That's a note. Well, it must have been Julius. We are honor bound not to talk to each other except in the presence of my uncle. But there are other ways to communicate. Now light your cigarette with this and be sure the ashes of the burnt paper are destroyed. Signed, (laughs) J.
1: Did Karnak's niece write the note and put it in Lil's pocket? If so, is she sincere in her apparently friendly trip? Or is another plot by Karnak to trap Lil? In the meantime, a fleet-footed messenger from the chief of the Paguan Headhunters races toward Karnak's headquarters completely ignorant of the fact that he's being followed by Jungle Jim and Kolo. What will happen when they reach Karnak's headquarters? Listen for the next exciting episode in the adventures of Jungle Jim over this station. Remember, you can follow the adventures of Jungle Jim in the full-color action pictures which appear in the Comic Weekly. The world's greatest comic supplement containing the best full-color adventure and action pictures. Follow your favorites, Jigs and Maggie, Barney Google, the Cats and Yammer Kids, the Little King, plus the exciting adventures of Flash Gordon and Jungle Jim. All these and many others are to be found in the full-color action pictures in the Comic Weekly, which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday Newspaper. More thrilling radio adventures of Jungle Jim will be heard at the same time next week over this same station. Be sure to tune in.
0: No purchase necessary. work prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Cynthia came to TurboTax, she had just launched her new side gig, a true crime podcast. I'm a first-rate detective with a golden voice. As her TurboTax expert, I made her second income count by guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and her maximum refund. <clears throat> what did she do with that refund? Find out next week. Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.